Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And today's topic is gays, gays versus, versus lesbians. lesbians. But first, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to Inkblot Therapy for sponsoring our very first episode of I Can Explain podcast. Thank you so much for believing in us. I've been using Inkblot Therapy for a couple months now. As you know, I'm a huge advocate for therapy itself. The unique thing about inkblottherapy.com is it's a completely online resource, which means you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home to get help with your mental health. So I highly recommend you heading to inkblottherapy.com. Your first session is completely free, which is super cool. Even if you just do that one thing for yourself and go get that first session, touch base with your mental health, you can head over to inkblottherapy.com and do that right now. So thank you again to Inkblot Therapy, not only for sponsoring this video, but for your incredible resource that you're delivering to the community. Sean, we should start by telling everyone how we met and how the fuck we got here doing this Perfect. podcast. Yes. I'm committed to the fact that it was two years ago. I am not so committed to that. <laughs> Sean thinks it was three. Definitely three. <laughs> Two to three years ago. Two to three. <laughs> we met at an event called Vancouver's Next Drag Superstar, which is a drag competition in Vancouver. It's like a live reality TV show. Definitely. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. The sequel. But like the amateur version. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Love but like, you. Budget. Budget. <laughs> Queens. I like how we're just starting off with a bag. Honestly. <laughs> like, the shade is already here. Listen, I've never had a hater my entire life. You're about like, to. About, honestly, that's, that's why I'm here. We need if some I, drama. If I get my first, if I get an Instagram hate comment, like, oh, baby. <laughs> I feel like you've made it when you... Definitely. I have had a YouTube channel for I don't know how long, and I've been wanting to forever make one of those hate comment videos. Right. But Do you no get a lot one, of hate comments? No, no one cares enough. Oh, okay. So it's like, I'm so irrelevant that I don't get any. I'm going to make a hate account for you. <laughs> Please do. I've been waiting. But yeah, so we met like two or three years ago. <laughs> And, um, I don't know, did we hit it off? Did we fall in love madly? You know, <laughs> two to three years ago, <laughs> things were different. I was like, who's this bitch? She has great eyebrows, super pretty, also oh. a lesbian. Pl <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> I feel like I get that a lot. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, um, didn't really know who you were, but, like, was like, I want her to love me. Yeah. <laughs> two to three years later, three, we're here. In this room. And we almost killed each other trying to set up for this podcast. Many a time, yeah. It's like we're an old married couple now. Sadly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We first had this idea for a podcast and we wanted it to obviously be LGBTQ based in a way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say LGBTQ bait. We need to <laughs> bait them all. <laughs> we need them. <laughs> That's better. We decided we're going to start a podcast and we need to queer bait as <laughs> much as possible. Clickbait, queer bait. That's the whole thing. all we're doing. We should talk about some of our fears with starting this. Okay. Do you have any? Because I have a My lot. My number one fear? Garage band. <laughs> okay. Audio <laughs> MIDI. Audio who? Audio MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent 
five hours figuring out GarageBand. And by we, I mean I sat on the bed and drank wine while Sean figured it out. I almost strangled her. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. For not. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have... Okay, here's my biggest fear. My fear is this is obviously something that we want to produce for the LGBTQ community. But we're two people. And we're obviously two particular breeds, if you will, of that LGBTQ (laughs) community. So I just want, if anything, I think this is the perfect time. This is the first episode. We almost need a disclaimer that we are speaking from our own experiences and our own selves. And that's all we really can do. So just a overall umbrella statement that this is all supposed to be laughs and fun I hope that the listeners get a little bit of education or maybe a little insight along the way. But at the end of the day, we are very aware that we are not speaking for the entire community. Yeah, we're, we can't umbrella an entire community, just the two of us. We have very limited viewpoints. Absolutely. If you learn some stuff, that's great. <laughs> if you don't, you know, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing is, did you laugh? Like, I want people to leave our podcast and have had a laugh. Maybe remember something. And that is all we can really ask for. That's all we're asking for. Perfect. Are we asking? Are we begging? Please laugh. (laughs) I'm going to bait you to laugh, so. (laughs) (laughs) We might kiss at the end of this episode. uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) I think that's like hetero baiting. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Quit that. Don't want the straights on this one. No, that honestly, I think that is genuinely like a fear that I've, as much as I can joke about it, I think that's a fear that's kind of like an overarching fear is that we might force ourselves into a corner because it's like a gay and a lesbian. Like, we're not people of color, even though you're ethnically ambiguous. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly am not. You know, we don't live super hard lives but yeah i think we're gonna try to do the best we can and that's all i think we can ask i think we're very aware that we're coming from like a privileged place both of us have families that are like am i privileged (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry should i speak for myself (laughs) no i feel like we're both like aware that we're coming from a place that you know we'll get into this more i'm sure there'll be episodes that we talk about it but you know we're two people it just keeps coming back to we're two people yeah we're two people, There's, and we yeah. can only give two perspectives. I also don't... I'm definitely not a, a perfect person. I don't think my opinions are the, the no. end-all, be-all, for sure. So, I don't know. Just trying to keep my self in check is yeah. nice. Uh, you know what I think? I think this. I want this podcast to be a fun place, and I want it to be a safe space in the sense that one of the things that... You know, we were talking about fears, but one of the things I'm excited about is what I can learn from you, because... I'm fully aware that my opinions are not all right. Right. And I don't know everything. And even one more person from the community that's from a different area of the community, a different demographic, I feel like through all the jokes, even if the audience gets nothing, I mean, I hope they get something. I feel like I'm going to get something. Get some enlightenment ourselves. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is gays versus lesbians, not gays and lesbians, (laughs) because. We do have different viewpoints. Like, we do. Sure. That is so true. I just like think it's funny because when people think of gays and lesbians and 
gender non-binary and queer and all those they think that we have like so many similarities which i think is definitely true however there are definitely like just as many differences if not more oh yeah and i think that's that's one of the wonderful things about the lgbtq community is that in a way it does feel like a family and it does feel like you understand you have a level of understanding yeah because you're coming from a similar experience as anyone else who's had to be in that community um but then on the flip side just because we are both gay doesn't we have had totally different experiences as well and like like we might be a family but there are some stepchildren <laughs> <laughs> like there's a there's a wine aunt <laughs> i feel like i'm the wine a hundred percent oh yeah okay so should we just get down to it and gays versus lesbians? Yeah, let's get do down it? to it. Nitty okay. gritty. I just like starting it off. Gays versus lesbians. Like the if you just think of gays and like the one thing that just makes a gay is like the primal urge just for dick, you know? <laughs> just getting that dick. <laughs> <laughs> and, like if you think about it, like like get, like what? We should not <laughs> could not be more <laughs> opposite. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You don't have a primal urge for dick. <laughs> I, I can't even say dick, like dick. Like dick. It's like a different language. Right. I feel like, okay, this is funny. <laughs> this is. Let me just preface this. It, this is funny. Get ready to laugh. <laughs> get ready to gay laugh. <laughs> um, my sister, Brooke, who I love very much, people from the outside automatically assume that me being the lesbian sister that I would connect most with gay guys. Mm -hmm. They just assume because the LGBTQ community is going to be all encompassing that that means we connect on every level. The ironic thing is, is my extraordinarily heterosexual sister, Brooke is best friends with every gay guy she meets they like match up on every tier and I stand there like the awkward third wheel and I just cannot get through. It just does not compute. <laughs> it doesn't. Cause Brooke's <clears throat> like, I, and once this is so stereotypical, but I've seen it happen. Yeah. So as, as much as it is a stereotype and I understand that there are going to be gay men that I totally relate to in a lot of things, most of which that I've happened to meet in my life, Brooks talking about fashion and the way she designed her apartment mm -hmm. and <laughs> I'm like she's got me already <laughs> penises oh fuck she really got me <laughs> strike three <laughs> and I'm just standing there I'm like, like what's Brooke doing right now <laughs> <laughs> you're like why didn't I do this podcast with Brooke what is going Shit. on <laughs> but honestly and then I'm just standing there like yeah, so we're gay. Shouldn't we be best friends? You know, and so it, it is funny that people would assume, like, I think that's why we wanted to do this topic because gays versus lesbians is more so than you might think it would be yeah. in the differences. It's like Fight Club. 
Imagine if this was like gays versus lesbians and it was just like an hour long recording of us like literally fighting. Just like, fighting. You hear like death. chains and stuff. Biting. And the rest of the podcast are just whoever wins. Like just <laughs> one person. You get like a 10 minute rant yeah. about why you are the best. I'm oh. like, sorry, uh, Bree's no longer in this because I actually killed her in episode <laughs> one. <laughs> I feel like that is a new route we should potentially totally. go down. Put it this way. You edit this. Let me know how it turns out. If not, we'll just come back over tomorrow. Hunger Games this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So I think the first topic that we wanted to touch on when it came to gays versus lesbians mm-hmm. is... What the fuck was it? I think... Bef- anything when you think about the communities like it definitely boils down to like historically not like i'm like a history buff or anything because i'm not i heard that word and i was like you're like historia who yeah historia where (laughs) um but like when you think about like pride events and things that are planned for quote the gay community they're not really they never really have they should be but they're not like it's like planned for the gay white male and even if it's not planned for them like we fucking take over i'm gonna include myself in it i don't think that i'm part of it but well you know anyways <laughs> i'm like i'm not the problem guys <laughs> it's not me <laughs> but just like, that like that's just what kind of happens like the pride parade has become so centrally focused on white gays that it kind of shuns the entire rest of the community. Lesbians, queer, like, everything. Transgender, everything is just kind of like, bye, we're just going to talk about the white games for a second. Yeah, and I I feel that as, you know, going back to when I was growing up, even before I was 19, I remember Google searching, you know, Pride, where to go, what kind of events happened. All I could find was gay male events yeah totally there was very little out there in terms of accessible events for who i was and there was very little of seeing myself represented in those events yeah pride's one example but just day to day you know you look down davy street davy street is the main strip of gayness in vancouver if you will um it's a bunch of Gay male bars. Yeah. The one lesbian bar that was in Vancouver was shut down. Um, I'm like, we had a lesbian bar. Right? (laughs) See, this is what I mean. I always assume that Licorice is a lesbian bar because it's like liquor, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, the one lesbian bar was Lick. Oh, fuck. Close. (laughs) You guys are so original. (laughs) I'm like, I like paparazzi. (laughs) Sugar. (laughs) No, but seriously. And... So coming from a women's perspective, whether it's, okay, here's, let's just break it down. Here's the way I feel it is. It's like gay white males get all the bars and then anyone from any other part of the LGBTQ spectrum have to like create their own monthly events and we all just kind of bunch together and do that. Well, that's like you were saying how like the lesbian community has kind of become more than the lesbian community. And I think it's kind of, you've been like, that's been forced upon you. Yeah. Well, I feel like basically what happened is 
so many different demographics on the spectrum feel like they don't have a place. So when they felt really unwanted in the gay male brick and mortar clubs, then they look for other options. And the other options are these monthly events that have been put on. And while traditionally more pigeonholed, if you will, for women, um, specifically lesbian, bisexual, queer women, it became a safe space for queer men, bisexual men, uh, people of color that are on the queer spectrum, transgender people. So it became kind of everything. Yeah, and then a big catch-all for Yeah, and then else. gay male bars, which isn't <clears throat> a bad thing. It just goes to show that it's kind of crazy that all of those different demographics have a few monthly events that go on where you're at some random where you're at some random location once a week and you never know where it's going to be and you kind of just word of mouth it. Yeah. And then there's probably eight set clubs for gay men. On one night there's more events probably. Oh yeah, on one You're night. Like, Welcome to Lick. It's actually going to be at Subway this time. So <laughs> buckle up, baby. <laughs> Literally though. Yeah. So it's crazy. And you know, it's not better in other cities either. I've traveled to plenty of prides in different cities, traveled to plenty of different cities not during pride and just looked for a queer ladies night. And it is so difficult to find. Like, a Google search will not get you there. You have to know someone who knows someone. You have to be there on the right week, on the right day. And it's it's crazy. Whereas, Go to a door in an alley, got a <laughs> secret password. Actually, <laughs> Whereas I feel you could probably travel anywhere in the world and on any night go to a gay night. Yeah. And it would be but so But also, accessible. when you think, like, the gay community, that's... Like, yeah. like we, we've kind of used that word or that mm -hmm. definition or that as like a broad and it's like, well, you know, that's a little, a little bit overarching there, but <laughs> we, might, it, we might have skipped a few. And you know, it's funny because I say all the time I'm gay. Yeah. You know, so it's, but subconsciously and maybe. And people are like getting the math lady meme of like, it's not <laughs> adding up. <laughs> like you don't look white or male. Interesting. <laughs> What's going on? What? Does not. <laughs> I feel like subconsciously it always almost makes the whole community feel like that's the number one. Yeah. Gay males. And then everything else, like, try and find your place. The one thing that also I find so irritating is, like, recently, I feel like since the gay community is, like, so unchallenged by anything, like, since, you know, we've kind of shafted everybody else to these other events, like... I have straight friends or lesbian lesbian friends, <laughs> lesbian friends that go to gay bars and they like feel so shunned. Like I have like straight girlfriends, like one straight girlfriend will come to the bar with us and she like feels like she's not welcome. Yeah. Which is like it's supposed to be a safe place like for anyone. I the uh, one thing that gets me is like when people have bachelorette parties and i'm like okay it's not a show yeah. however mm -hmm. besides that it's supposed to be a safe space how is one straight girl or a pack of them yeah making your night like worse in any way it's just it's very irritating and i get that but you know i feel like for me it's a different perspective i actually get 
angry when I see a group of straight males at a lesbian event. And yeah, but that's like because it's like women are coming to gay bars from what I've heard. I am not yeah. a woman. Um, shocker. Because <laughs> um, they're like tired of getting hit on, grinded on, so you know, true. all that creepy. But like a s- pack of straight guys go, it's like, what? You are the problem. <laughs> like, then, I never then, like, this, it that this way. event doesn't look problematic. I think we should go, guys. <laughs> like, we I should do something. I honestly some never thought of it that way. I can see from both sides people wanting to feel like, okay, this is our space. And unless you're an ally, don't be here and like a strong ally at that. But I never thought of it from that perspective because it is true. When I go to quote unquote a heterosexual bar, I never feel uncomfortable by the straight women there. Yeah. It's always a problem from the heterosexual men. And when I am in my space as a female in my safe space at a queer event, and then, you know, a pack walks in. I've literally had guys come into our safe space where I'm trying to enjoy a night with my girlfriend. And they're like, whoa, what's happening? Are you guys all lesbians? Are you guys going to, like, make out? I'm not joking. Can we Actually go to the, can we go to the bathroom? You guys can, like, scissor. Actually yeah, no. said. Like, the it's, worst. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is like you can joke about it all you want, but these things actually get said. I've been asked in my own safe space to prove it. I've had my ass grabbed. I've just because these people, and that's okay. Reeling back it's to where, off. <laughs> here, here we go. Reeling back to our previous topic of the issue with not having your set brick and mortar spot mm-hmm. is when you have your spot that is your gay bar. When straight females or whoever else is going there, they know that they're walking into a gay bar. Right. For us, it's usually a heterosexual bar that for that night isn't busy, so they rent it out to us to use the space. And then somebody's using it like they would a regular club. Exactly. So, for example, Fortune Sound Club. Mm -hmm. Once a month, there's a great event that goes on there, Babes on Babes. The problem... I know so many heterosexual males, heterosexual females that go there all the time. That's their spot. So how are they supposed to know that this Saturday is a queer event and last Saturday was just their time to party? And also, like, straights are, you know, they're not the smartest. So if they're looking (laughs) on, like, Fortune Sound Club events and they see babes on babes... They're going to be like, there's some fucking jello wrestling, like <laughs> WWE, like bad girls club. This sounds hot, you know? Yeah. So even, or if they knew that that's like a lesbian event, I'm sure they're like, hey, yo man, like let's go, like, yeah. let's and go see a lesbian Here's the event. other problem. It's not a lesbian event. It's a queer event. Right. So it's all encompassing. But then when does that all encompassing stop? Mm-hmm. Especially when it's at a place like Fortune Sound Club. Yeah. So who, like obviously the bouncers aren't going to be like deciding by each person who walks in, hold on, you look like a heterosexual male. This is a queer night. Are you an ally? Prove it. Like there's no way for them to actually moderate that. But also like, should they? (laughs) (laughs) Could you like like, prove it? And like bros have to make out. (laughs) I'm not opposed. How the tables have turned. (laughs) The frats are like, dude, we got to do it. (laughs) But that's the thing. So, you know, I feel like anyone in the city, for example, 
Junction is a big gay bar in the city. It's well known that it's a gay bar. Shout out to Junction. Shout out to Junction. <laughs> um, so if someone's going there, A, they're already on Davie Street. It's well known that that's, you know, the gay street. There's rainbows flying over or whatever you want to call it. And then they're walking to Junction, which everyone knows is a gay bar. Even if people show up, at least they know they're in that space. Whereas like nine times out of 10 with the spaces that we have, there's going to be at least a few groups that walk in unknowing. And then once they're in there, they've already paid cover. And then they think it's just some big show. Yeah. Which is a real shame because the reason that you go to that queer event is to not feel like you're a show. Exactly. Because I feel like everyone in the community, no matter what spectrum, wherever you place in the community, you have felt that feeling of feeling like you're some form of entertainment. Put on display. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame because you just want to go have a dance with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever person and you, you feel yourself being watched. I've had photos taken of me and I look over and someone's like got their phone up it just, it's a shame because it kind of destroys that space. It's the same, I feel like it goes back to this, you know, how I feel with bachelorette parties if they yeah. go into a gay bar, but just magnified because at least they were like, oh, it's gonna, at least it's safe, but you're just doubly screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Let's switch it up and get a little lighter now. And let's talk about how we differ as a gay versus a lesbian <laughs> in so many ways <laughs> it's funny because i feel like we have like the exact same sense of humor dark <laughs> dark yeah that, that's a way to describe my sense of humor for sure i like let's talk about ways we're different <laughs> we have the same sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> no but that, i feel like that is our one joining factor really if you think about it yeah what else do we have <laughs> Nothing. Besides our miserable, dark, damp sense of humor. We both hate our lives. <laughs> and Garage Band. So, I don't know. Like, so other than that, if you actually think about it, I think a lot of maybe people listening that aren't familiar with the community would think, oh, they must have a lot in common. Really, no. I know nothing about anything aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You are literally in design. I- I am an aesthetic. <laughs> I am the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sex obviously could not be more different. Than what we want. <laughs> Just to flip the script. Just to flip the script, yeah. And um, what else? Okay, like I was having a laugh before this. I'm sitting here, and this is so stereotypical, I know, but it it, it is. It's funny to acknowledge, right? I'm sitting here with no makeup on mm-hmm. and like a baggy sweater and just like not giving a fuck through my hair up. Is this when you were texting me? No, right now. I still don't have any makeup on. Oh. Do I look that pretty? Yeah. Thank you. That's annoying. Oh, that's what I go No, for. I was having a laugh because when you were like, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna have makeup on. I just went to Whole Foods and I was like, I'm contouring my nose <laughs> currently as we speak. <laughs> Right? And okay, this is the funniest for people listening. This is the perfect example. Sean came over to my parents' house where I was house sitting during the time that it was snowing. And Julie and I had been in and out throughout the couple days that it was snowing. And, you know, there's these like big boot imprints throughout the driveway. Sean comes over and he leaves. And the next day, I open the door and there's these little dainty pointed toe shoe imprints throughout the driveway. And I was like, 
Why did a lady in heels walk up to our... That was my instinct. We've been burgled by a chic woman. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Sean, and it immediately clicked. I was like, hold on, those are way too big to be... <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... As much as there are so many differences between us yeah. and gays and lesbians, I also think it depends so personally on the person. Because Absolutely. I am super close with, like, quite a few lesbians. I have two very close lesbian friends. They're getting married. I'm their best man, not collectively one of their best <laughs> men. You're the one. I'm, I am. I'm just going to stand between them. <laughs> um, and, like, honestly, some of the stereotypical things that lesbians are supposed to be good at are things that I kind of enjoy, you know? Like, I like cars. I like, like, being outdoors, things like that. So I think it definitely is based on the person and what it comes down to. But yeah, I think it's really funny. <laughs> like, I can't think of something worse than a hike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't clap. Oh, that was a lot. Snap. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's funny because then, and then there's the other side of it that I've never played a sport in my life. Okay. Well, I've tried. I also see that. <laughs> Failed miserably. Okay. What um, sports did you play? Well, I tried soccer, softball. Okay. I was like, did you try softball? <laughs> oh, I tried. From that day on. Do I have news for you? <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> it was terrible. No, softball, softball is lesbian. No, softball's lesbian. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> Us disagreeing, but actually agreeing. No, I'm serious. But no, I was like, that's what I mean. It's stereotypical that, okay, it's it's funny because in a lot of ways I feel like I fit those stereotypes and I almost connect to them because growing up it was like, okay, I can attach on to that. That's where I fit in. Yeah. So, you know, when I did little things growing up and I look back on those, I'm like, okay, yeah. I didn't know it then, but I was a lesbian woman. Yeah. But then I look at so many other things and I'm like, I was such a feminine, flowery person and I still am. Yeah. So it's, it's weird because sometimes I feel like I really connect to the label and like all the stereotypes it brings. I don't know if it's because it's comforting. And then other times I'm like, oh, this is so annoying because this puts me in this box that I'm totally not. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, the box is... <laughs> The box is the worst. That's what I was going to say. And <laughs> doesn't that ring true? You know? What an overarching for you, for thing. For you. But no, I think the box, being it, putting yourself in a box, um, is kind of nice sometimes because you can kind of fall back on that. It's like where you feel like you should be. But then some days I wake up and I'm like, I am in this box yeah. to stay. And other days I wake up and I'm like, I am fighting this box with every fucking yeah whatever little bit of you yeah thank you (laughs) i (laughs) and see this is where it all comes back to like it's a circular thing we connect on all those things yeah so i think it's you know to get really deep here it's not really gays versus lesbians it's sean versus (laughs) brie i hated whatever you just tried to do there (laughs) oh god On that note, I think we need a drink. So that brings me to our second wonderful sponsor, Nude Vodka Soda. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much we need this right now. It's, yeah, it's it's a miracle you have provided (laughs) us with. Sean, you tried 
nude for the first time tonight. First time. It legitimately tastes... What? You just put it down, I can hear it. Oh, it's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> um, it legitimately tastes like a spa. Yes! Like a spa. Like I have never felt richer or skinnier or like it's so good it feels like it's a drink that they just brought you at the spa it feels like it's nourishing i've never felt healthier but legitimately i could totally see how you wouldn't get a hangover from this the ingredients are like soda vodka natural flavor and bubbles (laughs) actually though yeah so it's just it's everything you want in a drink so thanks again to nude vodka soda for sponsoring our first ever podcast. Thanks for believing in us. We appreciate you. And it also helps that you are damn delicious and we like drinking you. Mm-hmm. Isn't it nice when you actually really love the sponsor? Like I genuinely enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to have something so refreshing that we're actually going to continue to enjoy and you should check it out too. Um, once you become, hopefully, a regular listener to I Can Explain Podcasts, We will never have to say this again. I feel like we will probably say it every time. (laughs) So get used to hearing this over and over and over. I Can Explain is a segment where we are going to give each other topics where we likely will not be able to explain them. Maybe they're not part of our regular knowledge or something that we would typically stay up on or talk about. And we're going to see how well the other person can bullshit through explaining that topic. Bullshit or not bullshit. You might know it. You might be an educated woman. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. When I was trying to come up with topics for Sean, I'm like, I could give him this topic and he could very well just run with it and know everything. Yeah, like he's just so well informed. (laughs) he's so wise and he's knowledgeable. so wise and pretty. <laughs> Just tucked the pretty in yeah, there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or I could give it to you and you're going to have to go off for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I mean, I'm going to a lesbian wedding and my cousin's gay. So yeah. and I would say I'm pretty good. Starting off with pretty good feet. You're up on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why it was tough thinking of one for you. And we're always going to try and tie the I Can Explain segment back to the general topic of the episode mm-hmm. itself. So we just thought it was funny because talking of, when we were talking about this podcast in general, we were kind of saying like, it's about our similarities and our differences. And if you just think about the different communities, I'm just using as an example, lesbian and gay, obviously I know there's others, um, but the different terminology and all the different, even the stereotypes that you think bring these different connections in, when you break it down, there are so many things that I feel, even though I'm gay, I don't know about other communities in the overarching gay community. So that's kind of what I Can Explain came down to, is that we're going to attempt to explain if we know where we don't know. <laughs> and I think in a way it's kind of showing that we're not taking ourselves too seriously with this. We obviously know we don't know everything. So keep in mind, a lot of the times with this segment, it's going to be us bullshitting through it to the best of our ability. Bree's solely speaking for herself here. I, <laughs> I know actually everything. So. <laughs> okay. Just in case you forgot, I am yeah, okay. white and gay. So. so you do know everything. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> since this week's theme is gays versus lesbians, I have kind of 
broken it down into the gay community. We're gonna we're gonna break down the gay community, Brie, okay? Okay. So we're gonna talk about different types of gays within the gay community. Okay. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. Buckle up, baby. So <laughs> I have prepared a short list of different types that you might meet on the grinders or the tinders or the hornet or the scruff or the I, there's so many more than I are can, you serious yeah it's, you see need i'm out here thinking that tinder and grinders it oh, fools <laughs> so i'm off to a rough start yeah okay. um so i'm gonna say a term okay and you're gonna tell me what they are okay okay yeah. simple enough okay right? okay yeah. so the first one is twink Okay, I know this one. Okay. Okay, a twink is a young, skinny, boyish-looking gay. Yes. Uh, right? Usually, like, very hairless, like, skinny. Okay. Young, yeah. Yeah. I literally, my description is just young, dumb, full of cum. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, because that's what I was going to say now. <laughs> just a natural progression. Okay, so you know you got you got twink down. Uh, the next is twunk. Oh no! See, after the first one, I was like, I have this, but I've never heard of twunk. Tw- a twunk is a twink with a little more junk in the trunk. <laughs> Honestly, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> when I, when I heard twunk, it just sounds like twink, but like past tense. Like he was twink and now he's he's twunk. Like, oh, or like twink. a dead twink, you know? He was a twink, but then he twunk. <laughs> or like a drunk twink. Yeah, totally. So which like, one is it? <laughs> none. It's essentially similar to a twink, you know, young, hairless, still dumb, um, but usually like more muscular, kind of like a bigger build, kind of some more abs, actual muscles instead of just like bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, the next we have bear. Okay, I do know this okay. because I was absolutely blown away. That because you their... were a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Still am, bitch. I was actually blown away that they have their own pride flag. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing to me. Oh, uh, I think almost all of them have their own pride How flag. How crazy is that? It's crazy. Like, we don't have our own pride flags for different things. Well, I mean, that breaks down to a larger issue. There, yeah, but... I'm going right back. Yeah. Okay, so a bear is a larger hairier male resembling kind of a bear Mm -hmm. the animal and i feel is probably typically older more dominant maybe correct yes definitely okay that's pretty much nailed it okay then after that and here we're going on an otter oh no an otter okay an otter is a young bear. Close, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like basically a bear, usually like a little bit slimmer and younger. Okay. So like, you know, if you picture a bear, then you picture an otter. <laughs> Same amount of hair. <laughs> one's skinnier and younger and cuter. And one's not. <laughs> <laughs> and one is. And one, she's not. Okay. <laughs> the next one is wolf. Oh, gosh. So many hairy animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, when I think wolf, I think kind of, like, predatorial. So maybe, like, some smooth, like, overconfident, dominant, 
hairy, jacked male. You, like, literally, yeah. Are you serious? When you picture, like, a wolf, like, they're, like, preying yeah. on, like, yeah, it's, like, a very dominant, still, like, hairy facial hair, but, like, very muscular. Okay. Like, a man's man. Okay. That's basically what it is. Okay. Perfect. The next is Jock. Oh, just the stereotypical pretty boy jock with some muscles. Yep. Okay, yep. the guy that you probably thought was gay in high school but never quite came out. Anyways, okay, the next is circuit. 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 Someone who gets around. Kind of. On but the circuit? It's more like a, like a specific body type, like a circuit oh, gay. Oh, gosh. Mm. Specific body type to go with a circuit, like a body type and like an attitude, okay, personality. Um, like a playboy, like um, he gets around, he does like, he's very like sexually adventurous and he doesn't stick in one place for long. Kind of, I like how you've literally turned like circuit into like cars, like a, like a <laughs> racing circuit. I'm like, literally he gets around, that. like he turns like four laughs. <laughs> He, like, stops to get his tires fixed for, like, five minutes, and that guy thinks he's going to stay forever, and then he gets back he's, on the track. He's on the track, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's more, like, kind of like a juice head. Okay. Like yeah. an EDM juice head picture, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Like, tanned and, like, short shorts and, yeah. like, muscular, but usually, like, more the top muscular. Yeah. Like, thin legs. Like, high tops. Yeah. <laughs> Just picture, like, picture somebody wearing high tops. Like the gays at Electric Daisy Music Festival. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, chub. A chubby guy. That was so cute. I feel like I would be a chub. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just resonate with that name. <laughs> I really feel chub. And then the last one is goat. Oh, that's such a miserable name to be called. <laughs> a goat? Oh, my God. <sighs> It's like the guy that the circuit guy uses. <laughs> his goat, like his scapegoat. <laughs> like for crimes and murder. <laughs> I was thinking more like sexual activities, oh, but right. that too. <laughs> My mind just goes straight to crimes and murder. <laughs> um, well, a goat doesn't exist, so. Oh, it doesn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pop quiz, bitch. <laughs> Thank God, because I was like the poor guy that's wearing the goat label proudly. That's I not a good name. Would be a goat. My uh, Chinese astrology sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goat. My Chinese what's it called? Your astrological no <laughs> zodiac. My Chinese zodiac sign is a goat. Okay. So that I feel like I like would straight up just be a goat if that was like. Like, with, like, these weird legs and, like, a stumpy body and, like, faints often. Do you faint? No. Oh. But, like, fainting goats? I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. The ones that, like, laugh too hard and pass out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there goats was, laugh? No, there was a study on that. I'm serious. I watch a lot of documentaries. Just link me the study. <laughs> so, I've got a question. Are we done? You're done. I've got a question for you. What are you? A goat. <laughs> The non-existing goat. I think at one time I was a twink. Okay. Because I was, like, very skinny and hairless and young okay, and yeah. dumb and, you know, the rest. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, I'm not, like, that skinny or, like, young. I'm still dumb. You're young and skinny. 
Thank you. You have fantastic legs That's and you're so young. The nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I feel like I'm a twunk, but not in like the muscular version, like in the past tense or the like passed on right. kind of twunk. <laughs> it's funny because from what I know, I don't think you fit in anything. I don't think so. Do. No, that's why I'm a goat. Mm. I'm telling you. I'm a it's goat. a new one. Yeah. But pick a better name. No, I like goat. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be defined oh, by anything God. else. So for your I can explain, I think I'm just going to deal it right back. Oh, perfect. So Lay it on me. I would just like to say I don't think I've ever, ever heard like a generalized group of lesbians. So <laughs> I'm so ready. Okay, so first one. Lipstick lesbian. Okay, I have heard one. Okay. okay there you go. Um, like a very feminine, pretty, like fashion chic Instagram lesbian. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, I feel like Brooke yes. would be a... Lipstick lesbian. Yeah, yeah. If my sister Brooke was a lesbian, she would be a lipstick lesbian. I think so, yeah. Like, it's someone who, I mean, stereotypically would not be looked at as a lesbian. I feel like they almost have it the hardest, in a sense, because they have to almost overprove their sexuality a yeah. lot. Because... They're so feminine. They look like the perfect girlfriend in a heterosexual relationship that those things line up. That people are like, no, you can't be a lesbian. So that's like lipstick lesbian okay. all the way. Okay. And then Diesel Dyke. I feel like that must be like the opposite of lipstick <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> like more on the butch side diesel like maybe they like cars like i'm picturing like um like a the riveter whatever her name is <laughs> the riveter? that's what i'm kind of picturing <laughs> so yeah definitely butch would be a word for it but more specifically like leather jackets, okay, okay. jean jackets. Like a motorcycle kind of. Yeah, they okay. probably have a motorcycle. They probably like work on cars. They wear like the combat boots. And okay, perfect. The shaved head. They're probably like every man in his 50s, what he thinks of when he thinks of like what a lesbian is. Okay. If his daughter says, I'm dating a girl. Like a stereotypical. He, his brain goes, she's dating a diesel. Like bike. they would kick my ass. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then we're going to go to Chapstick. What? Like a poor man's lipstick lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, um, kind of like more basic, like just an everyday basic. I'm just going to really ride that word. Um, you know, just like you're everyday passing female and <laughs> she got some chap lips. <laughs> so yes, me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how do I dance around this? Chap lips and all. No, yeah, I think I like chapstick lesbian to me is someone who isn't fully tomboy, butch, that realm, but would not be on the super feminine realm. Right. So not necessarily like your girl next door average woman, but more like in your, the middle. Your girl like two blocks down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that like 
dumpster dives with the boys on the weekend, but then can put on a dress for a wedding. Okay. The like, dumpster dive, you lost me there. I was following. <laughs> I have never dumpster before. I do not know why I went for that metaphor. I was like, it's me. And She's all of- every girl. She's very relatable. She dumpster dives. <laughs> okay, we'll just stick with that because I feel like it, it fits. I need to dumpster dive, apparently. Um, okay, then we're going to go Gold Star. Oh, that must be the same as like Gold Star Gay. Like you've never hooked up with a guy yes yes yeah so however there's like a subcategory for gays which is there's gold star and then there's platinum star oh what can you take a guess what platinum star is it's like you've never kissed a girl for a gay guy um i think more like the beginning (laughs) like what like it's like C-section. Like never have I once contacted a vagina. What? <laughs> yeah. You're joking. No, I'm dead. That's serious. not a thing. That is a thing. No, it's My not. My friend is a platinum gay. Okay, I need to. I need to take a moment. Never once has in a single part of him even grazed a vagina. And I need a sip of my nude vodka soda, <laughs> badly. So you're telling me that it's an actual thing in the gay community. So I feel like a platinum lesbian, maybe like there was no dick involved, you know? Just cut that right out. It's just like artificial insemination. Okay, but that's... But that... <laughs> Vaginal birth. Like I, I'm, Honestly, I think that is so crazy that there's a category based on something that is so not even choice based in any way it's also way, so funny because i like one of my fe- friends one of my friends said it in passing like oh i'm a platinum gay you know but i've heard gays be like i'm a platinum gay like they're like so proud of it and i'm like you're literally being like my mother cut me out yeah. <laughs> like, as like, if that's like any sort of choice like i even have a problem with the gold star lesbian term because i think it's so it's really weird to box people in based on their past sexual preferences and in a way it like fuels that whole thing of like how gay are you if you've done this or you've dated this person or whatever whereas like who you are should just be who you say you are in that moment sexuality can be completely fluid so it's so crazy to me that that's even a thing but at least with the gold star thing it's based on your own personal life choices. Yeah. Majority I'm like, of the I don't time. give a fuck about how you were birthed. Like, how does that, like, the fact that that would be like a badge of honor? No, and I'm like, Brian, we're at like, like, Moxie's right now. I don't need to hear about your birth. <laughs> that is, my mind is blown. Cut my it mind's out. Blown. <laughs> Cut it out, Brian. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, um, okay, so next we're gonna go tomboy like um like a tomboy what you describe her like she likes denim but not too much denim um she likes plaid but it's definitely not like a staple in her wardrobe she plays sports um you know but she's like still like fun and flirty but like she likes sports I feel like, yeah, if we were looking <laughs> on the spectrum, Tomboy, to me at least, would be, like, the very middle. Okay. If I was going to put it on a spectrum, it would be, like, femme or lipstick, then chapstick, then Tomboy, or some people just call it Boy, B-O-I. Oh, 
Boy. Boy. <laughs> Boy. Tomboy. Exactly. And then Soft Butch. Ooh. Soft, softcore? Softcore. Softcore Butch. Which is like, I feel like... Like Butch Light. Yeah. Butch Light, if like, you will. L-I-P. Butch Light Lime. <laughs> exactly. And then Butch, and then like off the charts is Diesel Butch. Okay. Would be my kind of spectrum of it. Okay. And I mean, so many people disagree with me, but that's the way I see it. Yeah. I honestly, like, obviously these stereotypes and they're very kind of controlling. And I don't think, I don't, I honestly don't think I've met a lot of people that I would consider to fit. But the thing is, like, they're obviously very looks based. So people can kind of just, like, fire off what they think you are. But, like... If you don't feel like you attach to that, don't attach to that. <laughs> Become a goat. Exactly. Become a goat. We are all goats. <laughs> I feel like there are like women goats too. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to change that name though. I can't stand that name. I no, don't know why you we are it. goat. <laughs> <laughs> we are goat. You are goat. I am goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's our section's good. Going back to our overall topic, gays versus lesbians, I think it would be interesting to talk about how society as a whole kind of views gays and lesbians and how they box those terms in and the expectations of those two sexualities. Yeah. Specifically, the thing that comes to mind for me is I made out with I don't know how many girls in high school. Before I even kissed guys, I kissed girls. Same. (laughs) And yet when I came out to some people... They were shocked. Mm -hmm. And I said to some of my friends when I talked to them, I was like, actually, this is funny. One of my friends actually said to me, you know, it's weird because you told me you were gay before, but I just didn't actually think you were gay. I thought like you just liked to kiss girls. And I was like, you're like, well, um, I have something to tell you that actually is being gay. (laughs) You know, so the more you know. (laughs) The more you know. So it's so funny that I feel like I mean, you can talk about your side of it, but from my side of it, there's this weird thing with whether it is bisexual or lesbian or a queer woman, you almost have to have some sort of big built up resume to prove it. And with every guy you kiss or hook up with or date, it takes like, like takes away from yeah, that. Yeah, it takes mm-hmm. notches off that resume. And you're like, don't worry, I'll build it back up. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just trying to like prove your sexuality and society so badly is like no until it's like an absolute yeah. whereas if it's like it's like oh like brie oh my god like did you see brie right like making out with rachel at that party and they're like oh yeah but she was just like she was like drunk and experimenting but yeah. if it's like no did you see sean like make out with like bradley and they're like no he's gay he's gay he's gay like and- he he made out with a guy like he's gay and i feel like after people saw that you could go and date three women and people would still I be like, remember that Bradley situation though. Sean's gay. Yeah. Yet I could make out with 10 chicks and then go date a couple guys and those chicks would be forgotten yeah, forever. Yeah, forget about that. She's back on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like everything results back to men in a way. Like you're supposed to, <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's I think like every episode thing. of this is just going to come back to men. <laughs> men. And we're back at men. <laughs> but isn't it crazy that society, no matter what, label you say you are always assumes to a fault that you like men when given an inch they take a mile truly 
because you probably, you know, you show like guys don't even kiss guys. They yeah. show something that could look stereotypically gay in some way, whether it's a gesture or they're not good at sports or whatever it is. And it's, oh, they're gay. Yeah. Whereas a girl could be on the softball team. No, sorry, team. they're they're not gay. They're like gay, <laughs> like that's a typical high school how yeah, it goes down. Yes. Yeah, to be like that. <laughs> yes, I loved that. Whereas a girl could be on the softball team for eight years, never say hello to a guy, be making out with girls, be dating girls, and it's like, mm, you know, she's just figuring things yeah, out. Yeah, she's she'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> she'll be back to the dark side. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's crazy, but I also think that like. A broader topic that I'm sure we'll t- touch on the later episodes of this <laughs> so get ready for that um, <laughs> is like I think it comes down to like how much guys like prove their masculinity or like feel the need to prove their masculinity and then when it's shattered for a second it's like oh that's, that's over he's done Count yeah him out. <laughs> whereas with female why is it so different I don't get it I'm... it's so weird I think like women are less attached to their femininity. I agree. I think it's less, like, it's not like a, a cornerstone of their personality yeah. as much as it is for men, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of men are kind of trained to think that way. Like, their yeah. masculinity is all they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. In fact, it's almost reversed. Like, there were definitely times in my life, and still now, that the feminine parts of me, I feel, are weaker and embarrass me. Right. Because, you know, I went to business school and I'll never forget one of my teachers one time he said to me, I think you're going to do really well in sales because you have a lot of masculine personality traits. Mm. And that's Isn't that funny that they're me. always seen as like the positive. It's the positive, yeah. right? Whereas so, so many times in my life I've been complimented on those traits and the other traits to me I've learned are wonderful parts of me. But growing up, it was like oh, that's going to be the person that... Like, throw like a girl. You throw like a yeah, girl. Yeah, is a pushover, or, you know, she's overly emotional, or, you know, whatever it is. It's just either way, whether you're a guy or a girl, you're kind of taught through society that those traits are inherently negative. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's that we're... It's... It must all be intertwined, though, if you think oh, about absolutely. it. Oh, like, absolutely. Guys are like, no, I, like, I swear, I'm totally straight. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's this, I don't know, it's like putting this like masculinity on a pedestal or yeah. something. Like, girls have to be into the masculine because, of course, that's what they would be into. And guys, if they give up the masculinity, it's like, well, why would they? Masculinity is the most awesome thing yeah. in the whole universe. So if they do, then they must be gay. Exactly. So it just like all kind of intertwines in some really fun. You know, I think the most important part of this that we really have to keep in mind is we have to go back to the words of our our savior, our prophet, Honey Boo Boo. And she just said, you know, everybody's a little gay. So (laughs) I just think that's really important. That could not be more true. Yeah, I find when I'm ever like having a hard time, I just turn to her words of wisdom. (laughs) So young yet so so wise. So young. She's a Gandhi. (laughs) What is she doing now? Who knows? Just slaying the Patriots. Defeating ISIS, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, at six, she fixed the gay edge. Exactly. (laughs) She solved world hunger with her Sketty, so. (laughs) Got that Sketty. Also, Sketty is literally just butter, ketchup, and pasta. That is disgusting. But I told Julia that once, my girlfriend, and she was like, that sounds amazing. (laughs) I was like, 
get out of your own apartment. Sell everything and move away from me. (laughs) So our next segment is going to be an ongoing segment, and it's called... It's something I'm really excited for, just to say that. I... Brie is a YouTuber. I'm not, you know, I'm not cool and chic and hip like that. Actually, it's mostly because not many people like me. But Brie is a YouTuber, and I love watching YouTube videos. And one of the things that I love watching is ASMR. And I think that this really blew up in 2016, 2017. Julian and Jenna, Trisha Paytas, like, Sean, Sean Dawson, Shane Dawson, everybody kind of started picking this up. Yeah. And so what ASMR is, just... Let me explain that. Let me mansplain this to you. It's a it's a weird thing. It, it is. It it's is hard a weird to thing. explain. Yeah. But let's see how so you I do. So I think I think I don't have a fucking dictionary in front of me, but I think it's auto sensory meridian response. Wow, you did so much better than I. I would think have done. that's what it is. I think so too. And so I, I get it from mm-hmm. like a very specific things. And it's kind it's of... It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's like a tingly. For me, it just like feels like this like tingle that goes up to my scalp. People think it's sexual, like not at all sexual. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not aroused by it. It's just like this weird kind of tingly feeling that a lot of people get from like soft speaking and like people doing things with their hands. And um, do, Molly Shannon, do you know the like actress Molly yeah. Shannon? She was on some like late night show talking about how she has ASMR and she was like, it's very specific for me. Like one of her things were like an amateur photographer telling people to smile. Super, super specific. Or like another one was like when you're at the airport and the TSA is like going through your stuff with like plastic gloves on and they're like feeling everything like slowly. She like gets this feeling from it. I personally get it from like the optometrist. If I go to the optometrist and, you know, they put those, like, bionic goggles on you to (laughs) test your vision. And they're like, is it one or two? Okay, is it two or four? Okay, is it four or three? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) I was watching you do that and I was like, I'm not getting anything, but this is incredible. (laughs) You're like, I'm getting everything. (laughs) Um, and another thing that I get it from is like watching people write. Right. Like if I watch people do something like creative or they're writing mm-hmm. and like the sound of a pen scratching. Yes. So that is what I thought was hilarious. Like the closest thing that I've got to ASMR, I don't think I've ever got the full feeling that people describe, but for me, I watch it because I suffer from anxiety and you know, a lot of nights I can't sleep. And seriously, if you haven't looked up ASMR on YouTube, you need to if you are a stress case of a person. It's so relaxing. It's so soothing. And even though I don't get the tingles as they describe it, it's it's just the best feeling. And the soft speaking is a huge one for me, as I think it is for a lot of people. But specifically when they do the page turning of a mm. book and like fingers on uh, paper pages. <laughs> Me being like, it's not sexual, but being like, mm. <laughs> But here's the thing. I think there is some weird taboo about ASMR in that it's not sexual. But when you're watching it because of the feeling you get and because it is almost sultry in the way it's presented. Yeah. The soft voice and the turning of the pages. Things like that. It makes you, when you're watching it, I literally have like, I had to explain to Julie what it was because 
my girlfriend, I thought she was going to walk into the room and be like, what the hell are you watching? Because if you just heard it from an outside perspective, you would think it was something sexual. Yeah. Being true to like a bad porn. Mm -hmm. So. Or a great one. <laughs> yeah. Or a better one than I've probably ever exactly. seen. <laughs> so with all that said, we figured that we should play off of our mutual love of ASMR. And we came up with this. Our second mutual love of being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Combining the two. <laughs> and creating this segment that we are calling. ASMR. <laughs> I love that. That was great. That was, <laughs> was that good for you? Did you finish? That was fantastic. Tingles all over. <laughs> um, so the, how this is going to work is every episode we are going to have a stereotypically gay item or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I guess an item most yeah. of the time. And Something gay. <laughs> something gay. And we're just going to give you a little gay SMR with it. And then you can think in your own mind what it might be. And next episode, we will reveal what the object was and also bring in a new object. So it's going to be an ongoing thing. We're not going to let you in on it until the next episode. So hopefully that keeps you coming back for more. KSMR. <laughs> okay, so this is this week's object. And that was KSMR. So I think it's just like important for me at least and Brie to say at the end of the day, like we just want to do this because it was fun. Like I enjoy Brie's company and we just kind of wanted to do this as like a passion project, fun kind of thing. Um, and we just hope that our, I know we have different perspectives than a lot of people listening, but hopefully our shared experience can help add to your shared experience and kind of bring the community together through that. Absolutely. I could not agree more, Sean. Wow, thank you. <laughs> no, but seriously, it is true. This is all for fun. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we're going to be learning and growing together, hopefully. And we'll hopefully be learning from the feedback we receive as well. And at the end of the day, I hope that people leave this podcast feeling good, feeling like maybe they got something out of it, and hopefully had a bit of a laugh. Well, I, for one, feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So I just like, genuinely want to thank you guys for listening to our inaugural episode of I Can Explain. It really means a lot to us. Hopefully we'll be coming to your eardrums again next week. And in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I Can Explain Podcast. And if you want to check out what we actually look like for all the listeners out there, you can follow us on Instagram at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. Before we go, we want to give another shout out to our sponsor, Inkblot Therapy. Thank you so much for sponsoring our first episode and thank you so much for providing such an amazing service. I didn't let you guys know this earlier, but your first session with Inkblot Therapy at inkblottherapy.com is absolutely free, meaning that you can check in on your mental health for free. And I think that that's something that everyone should do. We're all out here going to the gym. We're all here trying to eat healthy. It's important to check in on your mental health too. Yeah. Even if, you know, get even those, if, get those mental gains. Yeah, exactly. Even if you think that there's not something to fix, you don't have to have something to fix to go check in with a therapist. Sometimes it just feels really good to talk and refresh your state of mind and state of being. And I think that's something I struggled with, with the, for years is I felt like 
I didn't have enough of a reason to exactly. go to therapy. Like my problems aren't big enough. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone's got their own shit that they're dealing with. And inkblottherapy.com provides you an amazing service that's completely confidential and you can do it all in the privacy of your own home. So make sure to check that out. Thank, Thank you, you humans, humans for listening, listening and we'll see you around the neighborhood. neighborhood.